Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, Disney files a patent for ride vehicles that can read your emotions. Nothing at all scary about that. Disney Quest is closing for real this time. Planet Hollywood is finally open, and we're going to discuss whether Disney is getting ready to overhaul housekeeping at the resorts. All that coming up next. From the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 927 for the week of January 31st, 2017. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Hello. Kathy Whirling. Hi, everybody. Julie Martin. Hey, y'all. And back in the production, our associate producer, Mr. Oliver Green. Hello. And our producer, Mr. Craig Williams. Hello. So, hope everyone is having a good week so far. I don't know about you, but I'm tired. It's been a busy couple of days. I've been running around a lot, and I'm, ex- I'm not getting good sleep. So, I'm a little tired, maybe a little punchy, and things can come out of me sometimes when I'm punchy. Those so. always make the best shows, don't they? They do. They do. For you. Um, so, uh, let's just head over to housekeeping. Real quick, want to remind everybody, we made the announcement uh, last week about the Diz 20th anniversary, which is officially June 1st, although technically, I think the first time I put the site up, it was like May 28th, but we say June 1st because I couldn't remember exactly. But <laughs> So June 1st it is, um, and uh, we released uh, the hotel block that we have. Do you want to talk a little bit about that, John? Um, we've helped, We've got rooms at a large selection of resorts for the entire week, starting the weekend before to the weekend after the event. Um, not saying there'll be stuff all that time, but in case people wanted to add pre or post stays to their reservation, you can find all that on the Diz boards. There's a whole big thread I have up about the event and where I'm going to put updates constantly, but that's where you can find the link to go and get pricing for the room and then book it. This is group space. We got special pricing. We are not allowed to Say what the pricing is. We're not even allowed to post what the pricing is. So you're going to go through a little calculator. Put in your dates. Put in how many people in your party. And then you'll get a price. And then you'll be able to give give in a phone number and a group number to call to book the rooms. But that's what we have so far. We are working on all the other stuff as we speak. And a lot of interest in this. Um, I'm very surprised, honestly, by how much, how many people are are interested, how many uh, reservations are coming in for these rooms. I will tell everybody that right now we are looking at um, uh, May 29th through June 2nd, that week, that's a Monday through Friday, uh, to be doing events all around Walt Disney World property, uh, with, of course, the big event being June 1st to celebrate my baby turning 20. Um, So uh, it's going to be great. We're going to have a registration form up shortly. I don't know exactly when. So uh, that's coming, but we want everybody to know the dates are set and uh, the rooms are available. So you definitely want to be here for, for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to do a lot of fun stuff that week. We had such a great time at the 10th anniversary for the show back in July, and I have a feeling this is going to be kicked up a notch. I agree. And uh, we learned a lot from that. We learned a lot from, from doing that event, and we learned things that worked and didn't, and very excited. Of course, we're going to be doing a silent auction to raise money for Give Kids the World. So if there are some things you have that you'd like to donate, start thinking about that because we'll be putting out a call shortly for people that have items that they might like to donate for a silent auction. And of course, all the money raised at a silent auction goes to Give Kids the World. We raised, at, uh, just at the 10th anniversary, we raised uh, over $70,000 for Give Kids the World from that. And I'm looking to far surpass that number this year. <laughs> Teresa was here. I'd be looking at her too. Um, so uh, that's our, our 20th anniversary. Got to get back to my script here. Um, also want to remind everybody about the various shows that we put up 
throughout the week. Uh, every Monday, disunplugged.com and youtube.com slash dreams unlimited travel is the dreams unlimited travel podcast with John Magi, Kevin Close and Tracy Heinrichs. What do we have coming up this week, John? This past week, yesterday, we released 17 Reasons to Visit Walt Disney World in 2017. And then this upcoming week, I haven't made a decision yet. I think we're going to do Harmony of the Seas. We had a chance to do a a pre-inaugural sailing on the Harmony of the Seas, so that'll be the show we're going to release. So the producers are right right now hearing for the first time what we're going to (laughs) release next week. So now Christ's like, oh, thank you. You can hear them sweating. Exactly. (laughs) Um, also, every Monday, DizUnplugged.com is the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged with host Tom Bell and his team. And this week, Nancy Johnson will discuss her family's recent stay at the Great Wolf Lodge. This is a resort that was just recently opened, I believe, out in Anaheim. And it's, I think, isn't this the one with like the water park in it? And There was talk, we talked about this a couple of years ago, that there was going to be one in Orlando. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's kind of a big deal. Um, people are very excited about it. So if you're interested, uh, check out the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged to hear what Nancy thought about Great Wolf Lodge out in Anaheim. Have we heard anything else about the one in Orlando? I haven't no, heard anything I in haven't. a while. Mm-mm. No, no. But I'm sure we will at some point. I got to think with Universal and Disney and everybody really upping their resorts and stuff that somebody bringing something that big in will probably won't work. I think they're probably waiting. Well, you know, they did Coco Key, which is kind of over on International yeah. Drive, which was kind of along the same lines with the big water park. But then again, you know, that hotel hasn't done. It's in an area of I Drive that isn't the best, and I don't know how well it's done. Yeah, location mm-hmm. will play a big role in it. So, yeah, it looks like back in September they announced it would be coming sometime before 2020. That's oh. specific. Uh, <laughs> Um, from the people that brought you the closing of Disney Quest. Um, <laughs> Haven't we been talking about that since the show started? <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Um, all right. Every Wednesday, uh, disunplug.com, the best and worst of Walt Disney World. This week, uh, we are uh, answering um, what we've been getting so many requests for this for a while now. Uh, we're going to be covering um, the best and worst one credit table service restaurants at Walt Disney World. So if you're on the Disney dining plan and you want to know what we think is the best and worst one credit table service restaurants, this Wednesday, disunplug.com, the best and worst of Walt Disney World, we will tell you what we think. Tony's better be on that list. It is. It is. It is the best restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to eat? It has the all- best location. Oh, I have. I had some things to say about Tony's. Are you going to eat at all the worst restaurants? No, you are. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've done that. You're going to do the best, and you're going to do the no, worst. No, I've already done that. Um, no, you know, that was the thing is that I have. I've eaten you yeah, know, at all the best too, and right? worst, yeah. and so I feel like I can make a relatively – and there is a couple I want to go back to, though. There's a couple that I want to check out again, just in fairness, and see if anything's changed. But at some point, you start is feeling – Coral Reef one time? One time? One point one. No, it's a it's a signature. Okay. So I don't know why I'm talking like that. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a big secret. <laughs> your your feelings about Probably. coral reef are a secret. Always um, whisper the secret into the microphone. <laughs> um, every Thursday, disunplug.com live at one p.m. Eastern time is the Universal Edition of the Disunplug with Craig Williams. Uh, Rhino Clavin and Oliver Green. Craig, what is coming up this week? This week, uh, Rhino and I are going to be going in-depth and talking about uh, a celebration of Harry Potter that just happened this past weekend. I can talk about the traffic jam and the blimp. That's what I saw. the blimp was super exciting. Which blimp? (laughs) Blimp over Universal. Harry Potter for the... Oh, yeah, I kept seeing it over here because it... it, uh, It takes off from the airport. It takes off from Executive Airport, which is not too far from here. And uh, so... Like God, I'm seeing that blimp an awful lot, um, but uh, yeah, everybody was like, "Oh, look, the Goodyear blimp!" I'm like, Finley wants to ride it. She asked me if she oh, could ride be it. Fun. I said, "I have no idea if they let people ride the blimp." Yeah, do they? There's just a driver, right? I guess. I think there's extra seats in it. Some of them have extra seats. I think it'd be kind of cool. Um, yeah. do, are we having are we having audio issues? I think Kathy's just sat slightly further away from a mic than when we were testing it. That's all. So no, I didn't know. <laughs> you're just so softly spoken. That's all. You've just now got those Kathy's nice tones. talking Nobody like that. Don't. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think you need to up her levels there, uh, Oliver. Okay. 
We'll get on it. Talk to me, Kathy. Hey, Oliver. How you doing? <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Right, there we go. Sorry. Episode 9.37, mic check. We we normally, we do that, we did that before the show, but sometimes, you know, it's live television, folks. What can I tell you? Um, And, of course, every Friday, disunplugged.com, Dispop with Rhino Clavin. And this week, he's going to be talking about the new Beauty and the Beast trailer, as well as the new Marvel Avengers video game that... uh, they are making in conjunction with Square Enix, which I'm very excited about. Me too. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, but making it with Square Enix means it's probably going to be something in the form of a role-playing game, which, you know, Square Enix uh, is the company that uh, did Final Fantasy. Oh, I thought that was a character. <laughs> <laughs> no, honey. Um, the boring character. I'm Square Enix. <laughs> I'm not exciting. <laughs> So, all right. Anything else for housekeeping? Yeah, we also have connecting with Walt, the final episode. Oh, right. That's right. We didn't do last week. Yeah, uh, because of we talked about it last week. But uh, Michael and I will have the final show uh, for connecting with Walt in January, this February. Um, And it will be on Adventureland, looking at the history of our Adventureland. The final final? No, no, no. No, No, just the the final one for the quarter. Uh, We do As a reminder to everyone. (laughs) I know, me too. I was like, oh, God, it's over? As a a reminder to everyone, the Connecting with Walt series is done on a quarterly basis. So uh, we do an episode every week for the month of January. Then it goes on hiatus, comes back in April. Uh, Then in July and then in September, correct? October. October. Yeah, roughly. Um, <laughs> Ish. Ish. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this will be the last one uh, for the January season. Um, and that sounds really interesting, the history of our Adventureland. I oh, think. yeah. No, it's, uh, it's pretty good. Based on the one he did on Main Street, uh, all the information he pulled together, uh, Adventureland should be pretty, pretty awesome. Awesome. All right, anything else for housekeeping? No one? No one? It's going to be a short show. We have to drag these news stories out. I think you have a fourth news story that I didn't know about. Craig didn't send you that? I, oh, I emailed it. Did you? I, I might have been en route. Probably should have texted you, too. That's okay. That's my bad. All right. Does somebody have it? Craig sent it to me. Okay. But I will start with my other ones. Our first news story. Disney Quest announces closing date. Disney has announced that in order to make way for a new venue at Disney Springs called the NBA Experience, Disney Quest will be closing for good on July 3rd, 2017. The NBA Experience at Walt Disney World will be a one-of-a-kind basketball-themed experience featuring hands-on activities that puts guests of all ages right in the middle of NBA game action. There will be immersive NBA video productions and numerous interactive experiences, as well as, well as a restaurant and a retail store. Until Joel Jai. <laughs> when I think restaurant, I think basketball. I do too. <laughs> Until July 3rd, Disney Quest will continue to offer great interactive experiences for all guests. Okay. Uh, about, okay. Disney fans of classic arcade game favorites and virtual worlds featured at the indoor theme park are invited to come out and enjoy the experience until it becomes about basketball. (laughs) Yeah, well, I I need to go back. I haven't been in Disney Quest in years. I just want to go in. You live in Disney Quest. Huh? Your house is Disney Quest. My house is Disney Quest. Yes, it is. But I haven't been to the actual Disney Quest. You need to set up one of those little prize rooms, like if you have 15 coupons. Yeah, where we bring our coupons in and we get erasers. But they have been talking about... They have been talking about closing this for, yeah, I think, I don't think you're being facetious when you say since our show started 10 Mm -hmm. years ago. I'm not joking. We've been talking about the fact that this was a failing enterprise. I mean, we used to talk about, well, they're going to build one in Chicago. Philadelphia, Chicago, there's a few other locations that they were supposed to build them and they didn't. Um, And then you could hear those thuds all around the country. Yeah. So, um, but I... Look, I, I know a lot of people, you know, obviously the NBA is popular and stuff. It's of no interest to, to me. Yeah, I just can't. I, I don't get, you know, that they went through all this theming for Disney Springs. How does a basketball experience fit in with the theming of Disney well, Springs? Well, when the founder in the 1800s <laughs> digging in the spring... He found a basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy, you have to keep up on the history of Disney. Okay, it's very then. disappointing. There'll be a plaque somewhere. <laughs> yeah, right. It explains. 
Isaiah there basketball. Were eight, there, yeah. were foot, there were eight foot tall millionaires <laughs> living in the springs when, when it was founded. So this and is an homage to the had a reality them. show. It was great. It's great. <laughs> I have to say, Ferris is obsessed with basketball. Is he really? He, at PE, that's any funny. chance that, that they play basketball or that he gets free time during PE after they do their laps, that's what he wants to do. So I would be interested to see how he might enjoy it. Um, yeah, but I'm not taking anything Disney away Quest from it. Was we've been several times with the kids over the course of their lives, and it's just okay. Disney yeah. Quest's really biggest an, fault was they, they didn't keep up. Mm-hmm. They needed to keep improving and putting in better technology and putting in the most cutting edge stuff, and they didn't. But it was just all the same stuff yeah. all the time. My favorite thing about it was that there was a cheesecake factory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that closed ages ago. Yeah, it did. Um, now, Craig, do you think? Uh, and this may have been discussed before and I missed it. Do you think the closing of NBA City at Universal City Walk had something to do with the NBA experience coming to downtown Disney? Or um, excuse me, Disney, Disney Springs. Yes and no. I mean, obviously, I think they probably had a lease to use all the, NBC, all the NBA stuff at Universal. And that probably ran up. And instead of renewing that option, they chose to go with an original concept. Uh, with Tusum, which is a million light years better than anything. Tusum is that, awesome. Uh, NBA could ever be. Um, so that that might have to do a little bit with it. But I mean, NBA just. I, I get that there is a huge following. I just don't see how this is still going to work again in Orlando because, well, first off, Orlando Magic games always suffer. Um, you know, it's they still are playing. They still are popular. But they're not huge, so I'll, I don't think uh, this NBA experience will grab local crowds. No, we and we, you know, we 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 didn't pay teachers and firemen and policemen what they should be paid, so that we could build a stadium for the Orlando Magic out of tourism dollars that never should have gone to that. Um, but that's a, that's an old that's that's reviving an old rant, but. Um, I'm still bitter about that. Uh, to answer your question, Kevin, because I saw you say something, John. Um, the NBA City was a restaurant in City Walk. And I knew that. When that closed, they opened the Toothsome Chocolate Factory. Oh, oh, oh. And it is a restaurant and candy shop. And I haven't been the, there. The chocolate from this place is spectacular. I have not eaten there yet, but from what I've heard from Craig and other people, the food is like superb. It's oh, like good. Really, oh, yeah. really good food. I think the, my question with this is is this a repeat experience for anybody but Ferris? Is this something that people are going to come to Disney yeah, Quest yeah, and yeah. do and then think, oh, I can't wait to go back well, and do the, it again? Other, well, I think we have is, to wait to see what it is. Yeah. Well, the other um, question is, Oliver. is this a paid event? Is this a paid venue where you're going sure. to get in yeah. just to get in the door? Oh, like Disney Quest was. Oliver, do British people know what the NBA is or do they care about it? No. He speaks for, <laughs> he speaks for all, all of them. British Everyone, people. yes. Uh, Oliver, are my levels okay? Yes, you're fine. Okay, because yeah. I sound I sound very muted in the headphones. So. I'm wondering if it's your headphones because it sounds uh, great. Everybody else here, sounds so, great, so yeah. I don't know. Could be, could be. Um, I'm interested to see what they do with it. Obviously, we're not going to prejudge before it opens. Just on spec NBA. Oh, oh I have for me. I was just going to say um, I've prejudged. It's not something that I'm particularly interested in, but I'll keep an open mind and try and take a look at it for what it is, not what I feel about it. So, um, all right, all right. Our second news story. Planet Hollywood is now open. Haven't we been talking about this since the show started? (laughs) Ten years. Well, no, from the time the show started, we were talking about how badly it needed to close because it was so awful. Um, But this is also, yeah, we were waiting for this. Planet Hollywood Observatory at Disney Springs officially opened its doors for business on Friday evening, January January 27th, after their final inspection. The newly reimagined Night on the Town experience, along with the spectacular architecture, will transport you back in time with its turn-of-the-century-inspired design. Once you've entered the restaurant, you'll be treated to various displays of unique Hollywood artifacts and a massive 4,500-square-foot video wall 
featuring state-of-the-art sound and media. That's where the money went instead of the food, so. <laughs> there you go. The revamped menu uh, is an exclusive selection of burgers and sandwiches conceived by celebrity chef Guy Fieri. In addition, there's an assortment of shareable starters, upscale choices like a New York strip steak, and the return of the world-famous chicken crunch. Uh, additional highlights include the Stargazers Bar, where there'll be live entertainment and... Um, you can get a range of Florida craft brews. Upper bar, it's going to be where they have artisanal cocktails. Uh, there'll be music at night. There'll be a nightly DJ. And there'll be a new merchandise shop uh, with featured movie-themed souvenirs. So there you go. What is, um, I've been hearing mixed reviews. Yeah, I have too. From it's, people that have been. Nobody really raved about it, but a lot of people are like, they didn't do anything better than what they had before. Nobody really raves about Guy Fieri's food. I've been to Guy Fieri's. I've been Fieri's, hearing that too. Yeah. I've been to Guy Fieri, we've been to Guy Fieri's restaurant mm-hmm. in New York City in the theater district. It was crap. <laughs> yeah. I'm, Expensive crap. So why is this guy so popular then? Craig loves him. He, Craig thinks he's... <laughs> I think he's an absolutely ridiculous person. Um, it's... I mean, yeah, he's on, you know, Diners, Drive-In, and Dives, and he's a very boisterous personality, mm-hmm. so he's entertaining yeah. to watch. But when you're only going and reviewing these places, which are usually delicious but crap for you, you know, that's I think that's going to have an impact into your cooking, and that's his problem, is that he's making this basic food that should be flavorful and, you know, just great, but everyone walks away saying it's bland, and there's either too much happening or not enough um he's he's one of those food network people that you don't want to go to their restaurant you'd rather just watch him as an entertainer and he's also got some other things about him that i don't particularly care for but that's another thing his his spike tips his backward sunglasses wearing that annoys me no i I know what that's talking about (laughs) he's pretty homophobic yeah is he really i did not know that no, well, there's probably some skeletons in the closet, you know, when they're that homophobic. Right. Have you seen his bleach blonde hair as well? Just yeah. saying, just saying. Um, so the que- real question is, we all thought it was going to be different food, and it's burgers and chicken. And, and Captain Crunch chicken fingers. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, do we really need that? At is that what price? that is, Captain Crunch chicken fingers? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what they've always had. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's what uh, Planet Captain that Crunch, was. It's the ice cream you like, right? Yeah. But okay. Planet Hollywood, that was always one of their yeah. big things. Captain Crunch chicken tenders. Oh, I didn't know that. Sorry. Uh, and, I, I need that. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think you do. But you're welcome to go and try it. What are you saying? No, I think you're going to taste it and go. <laughs> I, I think would you much should rather, exhale. <laughs> Stick would, to the bowl and the milk. <laughs> I would much rather go to Homecoming and get their chicken than. And all their burgers and stuff, they're huge. I mean, if it's, you know, for a guy that hasn't eaten in two days, maybe that's good. But, you know, you know, yeah, like there's a, little... a bunch of them roaming around Disney Springs. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I know what you mean. The pictures, like, how do you get your mouth around something that's this tall? Because, like, deluxe burgers are good, but. You almost want to put them and cut them in half. What you don't like those either? Oh no! Oh, no, no. oh, okay. But I mean, but these are like they're too big. There's not like like smaller portions of things. Yeah. Where are the small plates for the mm-hmm. small people? Yeah. <laughs> this is a trend I think that's coming on. This sort of Americana, the uh, idea that Americans only want to eat giant food and greasy food. I think that's coming yeah. on. I think we have a more refined palate. No, you only want to eat greasy food? No, when I left the UK, that was still the stereotype, <laughs> just, just, just to let you know. <laughs> what I'm saying is that yeah, the, the problem is that these restaurants are still feeding into that stereotype, yeah. Yeah. which they should. I always feel bad about wasting the food because mm-hmm. usually if I go to a place that serves a really large portion, I might bring it home, but I don't usually end up eating right. the rest it of it. Always yeah. goes in the garbage. It goes to waste or Corey eats it. Our joke is, <laughs> our joke is you want to take this home and throw it away later? Yeah, that's what happens. All right. So I guess no one's eaten there yet, huh? We haven't had a meal there no. yet? No, not yet. All right. Actually, we are. Uh, actually, we're eating there tomorrow. I'm going to go to the NBA place and then eat there. That's going to be my day. (laughs) Very exciting. All right, story number three. Rumor, Walt Disney World's housekeeping is going to be reorganized. The latest rumor swirling around Walt Disney World is that the resort wants to reorganize the way housekeeping operates. When the Four Seasons Resort opened in 2014, it raised the level of service that guests are expecting on Disney property. 
especially at the deluxe resorts. Some guests believe that there, was a, there has been a decline in the quality of housekeeping on Disney property in recent years. So if the rumors are true, Disney is making changes to fix that. In the near future, Disney is planning, quote, a large increase in the number of housekeeping cast members across the property, including the hiring of dozens of new managers across all of the hotels. This increase in staff will allow housekeeping to introduce the dispatch system that has been tested by the custodial staff in Tomorrowland. This system tracks the cast members by an iPhone and will send them to their next work location that needs to be cleaned. The system will help, quote, dispatch housekeepers to get rooms cleaned more efficiently for the day's arrival. In addition to reorganizing the housekeeping staff internally, reports are that Walt Disney World might be using a third-party company to help retrain the housekeeping cast members to teach them, quote, current industry standards and trends. Yeah. There you go. I'm hoping they bring in Anthony Malcuri that does Hotel Impossible. Do you ever see him watch that show and when he goes in and talks to the housekeepers about how they're supposed to clean the rooms and do things? That's what Disney needs. I'm going to be honest with you. To me, this really feels like they just don't have enough staff. Yeah. They had a dispatch Well, that's part of what we're hearing is that they're going to add, they're yeah. going to add uh, housekeepers and managers and give, go to this give dispatch them each an system. IPhone. Well, they used to have walkie-talkies. So this is just the next generation of that. You know, no one's using walkie-talkies anymore. Or plant the chip. <laughs> really? And that's how they know to do the next room. If someone says, okay, room such and such is vacated, go and clean that one next. That's a simple system to do. It's just a matter of, you know, not enough people to do it properly, which I think is a general theme of custodial at Disney. We went to Epcot, and I don't want to bring up a sore spot, but the bathrooms were disgusting. So this is just another addition of, you know, not enough people to do the job. I don't think it's a, a lack of training. People know how to clean, I think. Well, I think the, the, the one, because we had somebody explain to us how the, the system works over at um, Magic Kingdom. And it sort of puts more responsibility on the cast mm. member that instead of just sort of, you know, I don't want to say they all slack, but they're all now responsible and they, they'll be called out. If they don't go clean. So maybe that's what they need to do with the housekeepers. Well, while we're talking about custodial in the parks, I want to share an experience I had in Epcot Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was in the smoking area, one of the smoking areas in Future World. And as usual now, if you go by, by any smoking area, you'll see there's a bouquet of cigarette butts that they never go by and clean it. And it's like it looks like a day, like a day's worth of cigarette butts sitting there. It's really bad. It's a bad show. Never used to happen. They used to keep those things clean all the time. Now, anytime you walk past a smoking area, this is what you see. Um, so I took a picture of it, and I tweeted it to WW Today, which is the official Twitter account of, for Walt Disney World, and all I put was hashtag magical. That's all I said. Um, Within a minute, they responded to my tweet. Please let us know where this is so we can send somebody over. I responded back, said, future world in Epcot outside the land. And within 15 minutes, a custodian was there to clean it. Now, to the people managing their Twitter account, good on you. That was awesome. To the people running Epcot, shame on you. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to do that. No, that's not up the to you. The smoking area is not a secret to you. This is not something that sprung up overnight that you weren't aware of. It's there. It needs to be cleaned, as does the rest of the park, apparently. And that I watched three custodians walk by that smoking area in that 15 minutes doing other things, why one of them couldn't have swung in, but they had to dispatch somebody specifically to come clean it, which tells me it's just not made a priority. And you talk about the bathrooms. I've had that experience as well in Epcot. Um, we so, watched, we went to Epcot on Friday. We went to the arts and festival of the, arts. the festival of the arts. That's a whole different subject. But we watched people. Apparently, they're given one particular task. It's not make sure this area is clean. We watched people empty Empty garbage bags. 
we watched people change out empty garbage bags for new garbage bags. And I think to myself, well, this is a poor use of your time. Yeah. Why, you know, oh, that one's empty. Let me do this. It seems that if you're, you're given a task, that that's your task. It's not only wasteful, but it's a time-wasting thing. And I think to myself, that could really use an overhaul. There has to be some sort of sort of holistic approach to this that you can't just be told you have to go do garbage. Well, since it seems to be the only way to get things paid attention to is Twitter, I encourage everybody, if you see something that needs to be fixed, and I'm not saying this to be mean, but let's help. Let's help. We see something, take a picture of it, tweet it out, at WDW Today. And I'll tell you, the, the, I, I give them high praise. They were very responsive. So there are people who care, and there are people who want to make it right. So let's help them out. And maybe doing that will focus Disney on, okay, there are things we need, we need to fix. Um, they, need to, they, need to, they need help in custodial. They need it in the resorts. They need it in the theme parks. Um, I don't know where or when the idea hit somebody that cutting back on that was a good idea. Um, yeah, and I didn't well, even also in the, I'm sorry, go ahead. Even in the case of the restrooms, I didn't even see anybody close by because I would have said to somebody, listen, someone needs to go in there and do something about this. There wasn't even somebody close by. So I think that's a good idea. Some of those bathrooms are approaching Disneyland Paris. Oh, disgusting. Gross. Really gross. Well, the other thing is in this article, it said they're hiring dozens of new managers. But yeah. It's not usually the right for way what, to 75,000 well, cast heard, members? We've or? heard uh, – for the resorts, new managers yeah. and additional cast members in, in housekeeping. So, um, you know, like I said, there's a there's a, a praise to be given to the folks managing the social media account for Walt Disney World, and there's some shame to be thrown over at the management at Epcot for not doing it in the first place. So, should be your new like thing: see something, tweet something. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good. That's a yeah. good line. See I, something, tweet it. I think it stems from a bigger problem too of Disney honestly taking the best of the best who come in, whether for the college program or just any job in general, and pigeonholing them in one of the higher positions. Um, like, if you think about it, uh, when Tony Baxter started at Disneyland, he started as scooping ice cream. Uh, John Lasseter was a custodian at one point in time for Disneyland. And now look at him, uh, you know, even though you look at a person, maybe you should be working for guest relations and that's where you really want to put them. Maybe sometimes you need to put some of these people in the, these areas, these go-getters who will actually work to make things better. There's and I think that gets ignored. There's a function of the job pool in central Florida. Yeah. There's not as many people to pull from because of the theme parks and the cast that's needed. That's for sure. But I'm pretty sure you can find start people. paying them a living wage. You'll right. find you'll you'll have more people if, than you can handle. If you go up in price and you say, "Listen, you're going to get X number of dollars to be custodial," people will leave Walmart. When you can still when you can work full time and still be below the poverty line, yeah. that's a problem. But that's a discussion right. for another day. Right. That's all the news I have. Well, yeah. we have another story Excellent. that we spotted that I, I thought was interesting. So uh, this is about a patent that Disney has filed um, that could personalize attractions based on your emotions. This. this is like a ride in mood ring. <laughs> <laughs> the Walt Disney Company has filed a new patent on technology that is meant to customize a guest experience on an attraction based on their emotions or on a predetermined list of interests. The patent entitled Sensing and Managing Vehicle Behavior Based on Occupant Awareness would most likely be used on trackless vehicles that are controlled by Wi-Fi, RFID, or some other means. Using the proposed technology, the attractions would be able to read a rider's face and change the intensity of movement, change the scenery, or redirect their view to improve their experience. Using magic bands or some other way to identify guests, the technology could adjust the attraction based on their age or predisposition to motion sickness. The technology could also adjust the speed or length of the attraction based on the guest's upcoming dining or attraction <laughs> reservations. So I'm guessing if you just finished 
having having uh, Captain Crunch Chicken, Captain Crunch Chicken, <laughs> and you go on Dinosaur. Dinosaur is going to take what forty five minutes to get through. I think was the joke you did on a daily. No, I, yeah, I said um, I'm going to book a dining reservation for five minutes um, after I just get on Ellen's Energy Adventure and see how quickly it can make it round. It's normally forty minutes. It's so. <laughs> <laughs> just you know, fastest. Those were Did you enjoy them? Thanks. Bye. Now, a lot of times, uh, just. You know, a lot of times Disney files patents that never get used. Uh, they just want to have the patent on technology that they're working on. Um, this is intriguing, but it's also kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Right. Is that a little skeleton in the drawing back there? And a mushroom? Like, what yes. is happening? Yeah, imagine if you get out in a bad mood and all of a sudden, you know, you're looking at cemeteries and, you know, <laughs> war victims. Well, this is uh, consistent with a technology that I know is being played around with right now. Um, for uh, I've, read, I've been reading about where, let's say, you know, when you get stopped to, like, you know, to do a survey. Um, and this is for, like, like let's say for movies. Um, a lot of people tend to say one thing to a survey response, but feel another way. So uh, this technology would actually read facial expressions to tell what the person is actually feeling as they watch a movie or experience a product. Um, Don't so, you always tell those survey people whatever you think they want to hear to make this as short as possible? <laughs> no, no. I tell them exactly what I think. Um, but... You know, maybe I'm unusual hmm. like that. I think I don't know. I know what you're saying. You're saying like they'll do focus groups for movies or focus group for products, and they don't think they get the right answer because they think people are trying to be people pleasers. Well, what happens is, is they do these focus groups, or they yeah. do these surveys, and they get answers that maybe not are not honest, and they base millions of dollars of investment on that, only to have it flop because people lied to them. So, uh, this technology has been developed. I want to say it was a couple of guys from MIT that did it. Um, and now it's starting to be used. It's being put out in circulation for use in things like that. Disney is apparently borrowing on that to use it for this. So they're not filing a patent on the technology itself. They're filing a patent on the technology being used in ride vehicles. In ride vehicles. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I want to go on the mushroom skeleton ride, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what ride is that? <laughs> Is that a, is that an Easter egg? That there's an upcoming uh, <laughs> mushroom skeleton movie coming. Mushroom skeleton movie coming. Grateful Dead ride. Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> the Grateful Dead ride. Keep on trucking. But uh, yeah, so I think that's you know it's an interesting story. A little scary, but we said the same thing about <laughs> Magic, Magic Bands, bands. Um, and now they <coughs> are me. tracking our emotions and implanting us with chips, and will follow <laughs> us home. But. All right, that'll do it for the news. Thank you, John. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, before we head over to Rapid Fire, I see the ginormous head of Rhino Clavin floating in front of oh, me. Speaking about emotional oh. faces. Seriously, oh, the hair is not yeah. oh. Every man in this company has facial hair. Rhino <laughs> and Steve are in Disney Springs. Along. Oh, hey, how you doing? Hi. Is this a new hire that I don't know about? Yeah. Did, yeah. I, who they're is making, that? They're making friends. Is that somebody? No, just a girl. She works here. Oh. Just, oh Reiner, okay. Rhino, you should tell her. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, really. Don't break her heart. So should Steve. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> kidding, kidding, Steve. He's like, uh. So what are you guys up to? Um, well, we uh, came to Disney Springs today because a lot's happening this week and just happened. Uh, the Planet Hollywood just opened on Friday. And we wanted to kind of see what that finally looked like on the inside. And so we uh, snuck in. Yeah. You snuck in? Well, they weren't going to let you in unless you um, were... At a reservation. Yeah. So we were like, well, can we go just go sit at the bar and get an appetizer? So that's what we're going to do. Because we don't want to, we don't want to like full on dine without everybody else here. So you haven't been there yet? No, no I'm inside right now. We're yeah, both right. inside right now. You're inside Plant Hollywood. Yeah, where I'll turn it Spin around the so I can show you. Thing around. Uh, hold on, I'm gonna pull this out of Steve's ear here, so he can <laughs> stay here. <laughs> it's a coin. I'm gonna pull this coin out of Steve's ear. Ooh, show us the video. Yeah, look at that. Um, so that's the dome. That's like the. I, I don't know if something happens right here. See, with the red, it's got like uh, smoke coming off it or steam or something. But um, so they still do the music videos up here, like they used to. And then this is the dining room floor. 
It seems a lot smaller. There's a gift shop over there. Is there a is is there like a go go dancer that comes on that platform, <laughs> that green platform in the middle, or Stitch? Oh go- God, yeah, I go. wish. Um, so um, one thing we noticed here um, is that some of it's not quite done. They're missing a couple props as you go up the stairs. Some of the cases are empty, or there won't be like the movie like. The title, plaque, yeah, the plaque will be missing, so you don't know what movie it's from. However, I do think there's a noticeable difference in the atmosphere in this, like, that you get immediately. Like, it's, it's clear. It's planet Hollywood, but... It's what, Kevin? It's clean. Clean. Yeah, you're... Is it clean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's getting, just you're getting blown so, out in the I microphone mean, for some reason. Who knows how long it'll last, but... So is there just the one level of dining, like down? Oh on the no, roof? there there's three still. So it's still okay. got a. I'll, I'll take you on a walk. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that back to you. Hold on, here we go. I'll, I'll go with you upstairs. Should turn Gross, around right they're now. sharing earbuds. I just sorry. I wasn't gonna say it. <laughs> so you go up here. See the carpet's all different. It's all very like there's some props from like Beetlejuice. There's a. I don't know what that is. <laughs> um, so there's like this. I'll show you right here. So I don't, I don't know what this is from because there's no plaque. But then there's like an empty little spot here, and then there's a level. We'll go up one more. Brittany, it's from Billy Madison. But it's like hmm. empty. She gets Steve to just hang out on one of them little square things. Pretend <laughs> he's a prop. But I want to show you this. This is like. What is it? Yes, please tell yeah, us so more. It's the table has props inside of it. Oh. So. Oh. Star Trek stuff. <gasps> See, like the, tr- the Tribbles. And here's the original series crew from the movie. Oh, my there's God. Like the phaser. Oh, I got to sit at that table. And then there's uh, from Deep Space Nine. I, and um, oh, that's Khan's outfit from uh, the original episode he was on in the original series. Really? Yeah. And oh. then there's like Independence Day. But then inside of this table is all Independence Day props. That's cool. And then. That's very cool. Here, here's a Ghostbuster jumpsuit. And then you've got the license plate. Oh. That's very cool. Yeah. yeah. So See, that'd be sorry, very cool. I, think I lost now, you a little bit on the stage. Is is the I guess the whole restaurant isn't like that. Not, not every table is themed. So just certain no, tables? N- not all of them. Like most of them are regular. I think that's just on the third floor. Um but uh like downstairs on the uh, first floor from right here, it looks like it looks like they're supposed to be cuz if I look down uh, on this wall down here, I'll, I'll point it out to you. See, like, the, there's props there. Those tables look like they can have stuff inside of them, but they don't. Okay. So, I think they were like, we just need to get it open. Like, it looks good. It's not 100% there, but um, but it's cool. So. All right, cool. Back. All right, well, go back and get yourself uh, something to eat. And uh, okay. we, will, we will talk to you later. All right. Thanks for the tour. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. All right. So, so are the props enough to get you in? Well, uh, well, I'm going tomorrow anyway. So, but I definitely want to see the Star Trek table. That got me very excited. Big Star Trek fan. Have been, Maybe you can request to sit there. That's yeah. what I'm going to do. <laughs> Give me a Star Trek table. Um, I, want to sit, I want to sit at the ordinary people table. <laughs> cheers. The, the by dinner with Andre table. <laughs> so just a puddle of cheers on the thing. So, all right. Um, or my dinner with Andre. <laughs> my dinner with Andre table. Um, the my dinner with Andre action figures. Did I, did I show you that I did. a the friend re- of mine got me a Remains of the Day lunchbox <laughs> for Christmas? <laughs> you have to watch Waiting for Guffman. To understand any of those things we just said, but with that said, let's move on to rapid fire. Now, John, you are rapid fire less, I am rapid fire but I understand less. from Kevin that he has a big rapid fire, big enough for two. He does. I do. So go and ahead. Size Kevin. matters. Uh, we are going to have a new Diz trip 
This is not an exclusive trip. It is not just us. On March 24th, 2018, we will be boarding the Viking Sea. Sky, excuse me. It is a Viking ocean cruise as opposed to a Viking river cruise. It is going to travel from Rome around the trip of the tip of Italy and it will end in Venice where you will overnight in Venice before disembarking the next day. The itinerary for this is Rome, Naples, Sicily, Crotone, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing these, Bari, Italy, Sibidnik, Sibinik, Croatia, and then Venice. Uh, this Man. is. I'm very excited about Bari. Bari is where my family is from. That's cool. Oh, that's cool. So I'm very, very, very excited to see where my family yeah. came from. It's called the Italian Sojourn, and it's the you try around the boot of Italy. So it's pretty cool. I'm it really is a seven night, eight day cruise, and um, we're very excited. And we have group space, so our group pricing is lower than what's actually on the website. We've been able to get a little bit of a discount for you. Now, I think before you talk about the prices, I think it's important to mention to everyone that this pricing not only includes the stateroom, but it also includes your shore excursions. It pretty much is all-inclusive. It's not now, like other cruises. Right. This is not a nickel and dime kind of thing. Now, in each port, there will be a shore excursion that's included. They will have alternate upgraded excursions if you wanted to do something else that will be available at a, an extra cost. Um, this is very much in the Viking Cruise Line model of cruising. You know, it's supposed to be kind of like a guided tour combined with a boat. So you get your accommodations, you get your food. Uh, at dinner, your drinks are included. Beer and wine are all you can drink. In the staterooms, they, depending on your level of stateroom, you'll have either uh, a full mini bar of soda and water up to full alcohol will be put in your mini bar. And again, one tour excursion each port. Uh, is included, and there are other options as well. Now, when we did the Viking River Cruise in 2015, we did the shore excursions every day, but we never paid to upgrade them. And we thought it was great. Uh, there was enough spaces. There was enough buses to take you to the shore excursion. They on, were sort of altered, so they didn't all wind them, up in one some, place at the same time. I apologize for you. On some of them, we opted not to do the shore excursion at all and just go into the town and right. enjoy the town. Right. So you don't have to do the shore excursion. It's not something that's mandatory. It's completely up to you whether you want to do it or not. You can do something completely on your own. But the nice part is, again, you are, you are, it's included. It's part of the price. They bring in local guides kind of like what Adventures by Disney does so that you get a local flavor in addition to people from the ship also go with you. So it's not like you're just cast out. You know, you'll have the cruise director will be on it to tour a short excursion with you and things like that, the hotel director. And how was the food uh, in Viking? The food, other than so one good. night when they served frog's legs, yeah. I, there are options every night. But one night they served frog's legs and everybody at our table had frog's legs. Um, there were a lot of napkins that went over the plate before anybody was finished. There's a tremendous amount of food. And the food on the one we were on was spectacular. Really, really, really good. One of the things they pride themselves on, especially on the river cruise, is that when they're in port for the day, the chefs will go out and chop. So they will shop and source locally for that night's Ooh. dinner. And then right before dinner is served, they do a big presentation of what dinner will be and what your choices are for that right. night. Your menu's not preset. Hmm. You don't find out until that <laughs> afternoon. I need to know where y'all were when you had the frog legs. We were in France. France. In France. Okay, well, I figured, but... <laughs> um, I don't so remember what's, what the, what's the pricing look like? Um, That's the other thing. The pricing is so good, it's like crazy. The price for a single guest... Is the same price for two guests. Single people pay the same price as two people. Which sucks, but... It's, it's just part of the industry. Entry-level pricing for two guests in our, in our pricing, the Dreams Unlimited Travel Group pricing, is under $5,000 for two people. Total. Yeah, total. It's total for two people. So it's $2,500 a person... Right. For a seven-night cruise. For a seven-night cruise in Italy that includes shore excursions. And all the sh rooms on the ship are veranda staterooms. There's no inside staterooms. <laughs> Everybody also, has a balcony. They are also smaller than what you may be used to on uh, Disney or right. Royal Caribbean. It's about 210 square feet, I believe. However, once you get up into sort of the mid-range staterooms, when you compare Disney size to these size staterooms, these are bigger for less money. 
So you get up into something that's like a penthouse. They have what they suite. call a penthouse cool. veranda. That is 375 square feet. And for two people, it is $6,500. So it gives you a little more space. It gives you a sitting area. In just a veranda stateroom, you're going to have a bed and a bathroom. And, you know... I'm, what I'm excited about are the pre-nights in Rome and the post-nights in Venice, too. Um, now, uh, Viking does offer them, and they have not chosen a hotel in Rome yet. You can add the two pre-nights. They only offer pre-nights as a two-night package. But in Venice, they're going to use the same hotel ABD uses. And in my opinion, that's a mistake. That's the Hilton. The Hilton Molina Stucky, which is kind of far from where you're probably going to want to be. And it's on the other side of the canal. So every time you want to go sightseeing or shopping or most restaurants, you're going to have to take a boat across the canal to get to where you want to go. See, and I stayed in the uh, Western Europa Regina um, there, which was on, on the Grand Canal. It was spectacular. That's about a block from uh, St. Mark's, Mark's Square. Mark's Square. So now, what we're going to do is, I don't have this information yet, but John and I are going to work at it. We're going to try and source some rooms from either the Europa Regina or the Hotel Luna Baglioni, which is 100 steps from St. Mark's Square. I don't have pricing. I don't have an agreement from them. I haven't even called them yet, but that's our plan. So um, let's get the dates of this. This is March the 24th through March 31st and 2018. 2018. If you are interested, you would be flying into Rome unless you have pre-plans on your own. And if you're going to go home right after the cruise, uh, you're going to fly out of Venice. So it's into Fiumicino and out of Marco Polo Airport, Rome to Venice. We have some alternate ideas. Uh, I've been to Rome, and I don't know that I have any desire to go back and explore more. I find Rome kind of busy and chaotic. However, I could spend months in Florence. So I think at this point we're looking about going. We're looking at going to Florence prior to the cruise, and then training, uh, taking the train, because you know Rome is in the center of the mm -hmm. country. It doesn't really have a port. You have to go out to the port that I can never pronounce. It's like Chittavitavecchia yes, or something that, like you, that. I think you almost got it right. Oh. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so it's um, so there's going to be some transportation to the ship. Not only the staterooms, the pricing goes up. The higher you are on the ship, the bigger your stateroom, but also the amenities. I mentioned things like what's be, what's in your stateroom, but there's also um, separate dining experiences. So the higher you up in a category, you could get some of those included. You can get you know, all of the dining reservations are included for people. The higher you go in the category, the more pre right. reservations you, you get. Can make. So you're you're actually guaranteed those specialty dining options. Um, and then there's something else I was going to say. Oh. Laundry is included, which we find very exciting. As you go up in stateroom category, right, that's what I meant. laundry is not included at the lowest levels. But as you move up in stateroom category, laundry is included. And also, um, wow, that's big. Embarkation Huge. time. Right. Embarkation is getting on. Yes. Right? yes. Embarkation time. You embark, you get on the ship earlier, the higher your stateroom. Your stateroom is The earliest early is 11 o'clock. As the stateroom, as you go to the less expensive staterooms, you get on a little bit later. So there are some perks of, besides the obvious perks of size and your minibar being refilled every day, you get laundry and you get to get on the ship earlier. It's more expensive. So just want to point out, this is not a podcast cruise. This is not going to be a, not going to be a show on the ship or right. you know things like that. This is a group that we're doing in 2018. This is our trip to Europe that we're planning for sure. Uh, Kevin, I, and Pete are definitely going to be on that, mm -hmm. and who knows who else, but we're excited. Um, we've got quite a good group going already, so we want to make sure that we get it out there, and whoever wants to join us, we'll have a link in the show notes to our booking page. We put together a booking page with all the information, including the pricing, and an easy one-click to book the reservation. If you're interested, you can write to Kevin at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Uh, there is an, uh, the top-of-the-line suite is called the Owner Suite. If anybody's interested, I would love to book that for you. There's only one, and it's still available. However, it's $36,000. For two people. For two people. Um, However, it is 1,600 square feet. Wow. That is bigger than the house, almost twice as big as the house John and I used to live in. <laughs> um, 
I was going to say something. I was going to say, oh, I also want to point out, too, uh, all of the staterooms on this cruise only accommodate two people. Right. So that's a limitation, obviously, for families, something to consider. But two people is the max for any stateroom category, even the big, huge owner suite. So I actually think the timing of this cruise was is a limitation on families also. Yeah. Uh, there was the reason we've chosen the March 24th departure there are four departures of this ship there's one in april and there's one in may and there's one in august however we decided amongst ourselves that we preferred to end the cruise in venice (coughs) as opposed to starting in venice and there are only two that end in venice are the march and the august and i've been in europe in august and it's hot so this would make a nicer sightseeing thing deposit is five hundred dollars per person uh, do a time of booking, and then it's uh, 90 days before the cruise is final payment. So final payment is going to come up just before Christmas 2017. <coughs> but you can pay off early. Um, they can offer airfare and things as such. So there's a lot of things we could offer. There's travel insurance if you need it. But I think this is very exciting. I'm very excited about it. I think if you're looking at some of the lower... Entry-level staterooms. I think for seven nights traveling around the coast of Italy for 49, $49.48 for two people. That's great. That's that's a lot. That's, that's, a, that's a good price. Take for, a look at Mediterranean cruises. Right. Or other tours. This right. is all a guided tour. There's going to be a shore excursion every day, so you're going to get to see these places. I think that's very exciting. I'm excited. I just got a photo of your frog legs. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you very much, Kevin. Kathy. Uh, Disney has released a new magic band for Beauty and the Beast. Uh, there's a limited edition of 2500 So if you want one, don't waste, wait too long. It's $32.99. And like with every other um, special magic band, it does special things when you go up to the touch point. Now, her image on this band, at least in your photo. Yeah, that one. It, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's much better than Have any of you doll. seen the doll? The doll is hideous. Yes, the doll is terrible. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I don't understand. No. At first, when I was looking at it, I thought that was the Princess Leia wristband. Yeah, and I yeah, thought, it, it kind of looks yeah, like Princess looks Leia, like but... What are the cool know. things that happen? Well, it, it'll make Makes certain sounds, sounds and things like that, depending on what attraction you're at. That'll be Beauty and the Beast. Tells you a tale as old as time. Yeah. I get, see, I disagree. I think in this photo, it looks like she's starting to get the forehead like Kristen Wiig did in SNL when she played Junice and had the tiny hands. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Maybe she just has a larger forehead. Okay. I don't, think, I don't think anybody looks good on a magic band. The way it no. stretches out your head. I just think it's a function of the magic band. All right. Thank you, Kathy. Julie. Okay. So a brand new workshop has been added to the Festival of the Arts that um, is going to take place on Fridays at 8 a.m. in the World Showcase. So what? There's only two more of these? Mm. Yeah. Um, It's painting with a Disney artist. So what you're going to get to do is have a rare opportunity to immerse yourself in a very special workshop. And um, even if you've never picked up a paintbrush, the Disney artist will guide you through the whole thing. So I think it's probably a pretty cool experience in my opinion. It starts at 8 a.m., so that's a little early in my opinion to, <laughs> to be, be immersed. Paint, yeah, <laughs> really. Immersed. <laughs> Better come with coffee. It does come with a light continental breakfast. Um, it's $259 per person plus tax, no matter how old you are. I don't see an age restriction on here. Um, admission to Epcot is not included. So you have to pay to get into Epcot and pay for this. That's typical, though. I'm right. You know, you um, could just watch those old PBS shows where the guy taught you how to put a little tree here. <laughs> okay, I do love Bob Ross. Don't make fun of me. He is um, the <laughs> best sleeping aid known to man. So if you're interested, space is limited, and you have to call 407-WDW-TOUR, T-O-U-R, to reserve your spot. To get so. immersed. Right. To we did. Immersed. We did Festival of the Arts, so I believe any addition to Festival of the Arts is a good thing. I think any. Our reaction to Festival of the Arts was, huh? Hmm. <laughs> so that happened because you guys had my same expectation. I think if you did uh, Festival of the Masters and you go to Festival of the Arts, people are disappointed by yes. it. Yes, I think anyone who did. I'm do sorry. Festival this is just art of Disney artists. This is mm-hmm. not. I told you. This is. See, not, no, I was hearing that it wasn't enough Disney artists. There's not enough. There's not enough artists, period. But right. it's the same ones in the art of Disney. Okay. Yeah. Now, there were artists working. 
which Not is cool all to watch. Them. It was cool to watch, and there were places where you could talk to the artist, and I think that's a plus. Mm-hmm. But you can um, also do that at Festival of the Masters. So. Right. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you, Julie. Oliver. Hello. Um, I have got some big news. Um, hold on to your hats. It's going to get crazy. Good news and bad news from Blizzard Beach. Uh, let's start off with the good news. Free towel rental at Blizzard Beach to those that have a valid magic band. So uh, to get a valid magic band, or your magic band needs to be valid, you need to be staying um, in a Disney Resort hotel. Uh, so that's that's the good news. Um, I, what if you're an annual pass holder? Yeah. yeah, um, that's kinda, it, yeah. it didn't say Thinking. annual pass holder. It did yeah. not say, you're right. <gasps> How dare they? I know, terrible. Uh, and now for the uh, the bad news. Unfortunately, Runoff Rapids at Blizzard Beach is closed until further notice for scheduled maintenance. So for what? if you for ske- scheduled for scheduled <laughs> scheduled 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 I'm bilingual uh, maintenance. So uh, if you, you. <laughs> don't listen to the rumors. Um, so yeah, uh, plan accordingly if you're coming down to to Blizzard Beach. Awesome. Do you get a, a Beauty and the Beast towel if you have the special magic hand? <laughs> yeah. Probably not. She's got a bigger forehead on that one. <laughs> Thank you, Oliver. Craig. <laughs> okay, so Cosmic Ray Starlight Cafe is undergoing uh, renovations. <laughs> <laughs> so no idea how long it'll take. <laughs> but it's taking place in phases, and it might affect you on your vacation. It's supposed to be done by spring. Do we know what they're doing? Um, expansion, it. remodeling. Giving Sonny a new hairdo? No. Sonny will not be changed, <laughs> nor should he ever be changed. They're supposed to be doing more outside seating. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, and the bathrooms. The bathrooms are closed there, so you have to go somewhere else. Well, they weren't big enough anyway. No, they were. I don't were blame small. John for not having a rapid fire now. happens. <laughs> yeah, but that's how we end the show. Sunny Eclipse bathrooms. <laughs> Sounds about right. All right. Well, thank you, Craig. That is going to do it for our show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next Tuesday with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. Have a great week. Have a great week.